You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Amen. Good to be in church. Amen. Man, if you're happy and you know it, say amen. Man, I appreciate y'all letting us come over here tonight. And uh, I feel like country come to town. Amen, amen, we used to, but I do pray for y'all, I pray God will bless your church, and and uh, I guess I'm a little bit, um, I guess I'm not really completely honest in that, because my grandchildren come to church here, so I want God to bless your pastor and bless your church, because I tell you what, buddy, the world we're living in today, it's a mess, ain't it? Y'all believe that, say amen. amen. I do appreciate your pastor, he's been very kind to me over the over the time that he's been here, and I've been here, and uh, he's such a blessing. Um, every time I go out to eat with him, he buys. So that's a real blessing, amen? I was thinking we'd go to Ruth Chris or something like that. Let me get one of them $60 steaks. He'll probably say it's your turn, Brother John. But anyhow, it is a joy. Good good to be here tonight. Good to have my daughter, Rebecca, with me tonight. Rebecca's with me tonight and uh, her driver and some fellas she's been talking to, Amen. Caleb, a young preacher from up around McKinney, Virginia. Let's take our Bibles tonight, and um, now, brother, y'all have a set time. I know you're on the radio. Y'all have a set time, okay? All right. Um, Genesis chapter number thirty-nine. Um, you know, I was I was really meditating and thinking about and praying on uh, what the Lord would have me to uh, bring to you tonight. Uh, we don't want to just preach a message. We want to uh, we want to give you what the Lord would have us here, and. Um, um, I fell back on this, really, this message. Um, I was a little nervous that I might have preached this here before, but I don't believe I have. But I'm pretty convinced that this is what I need to say to you tonight. Um, one of my favorite characters in the Bible is a man, Joseph. Uh, there's probably no greater type of Jesus in the Bible than the man, Joseph. And I could give you some things about that. Uh, Jesus was rejected by his brother in John chapter number one. Our chapter number says he came into his own, his own received him not. And Joseph was rejected by his brother. And then there's some other things. You know, uh, J- Joseph was tempted to sin. You know, he, uh, Potiphar's wife, you know, she went through that ordeal. And, and, but, he, but he didn't sin. Now, Joseph was not sinless, but Joseph did not sin on that occasion. And, of course, you know, Jesus went to the garden. And there in the garden, Satan tempted him. And, of course, the Bible tells us there was no sin found in him. So we understand that Jesus did not sin. And then also, J- Joseph uh, took a Gentile bride. Uh, you know that Pharaoh gave Joseph his, his daughter, and Joseph took a Gentile bride. And we, the church, we are the bride of Christ. Ain't that a blessing? Amen. And then also, Joseph saved his people. And Jesus, the Bible said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Amen. I met some Christians, they ain't quite got that part down yet. But he's supposed to save his, save his people from their sin. But, you know, Joseph's life was not an easy life. Joseph had a lot of ups and downs in his life. And uh, in, I'd like to relate this tonight to some of the things we're facing. Uh, we're living in, un- I've heard this, you've heard this, I've said this. You've probably either said it or heard it said. We're living in days like we've never faced before. If that's true, say Amen. I mean, you know, I, I talked to my I talked to my father-in-law. My father-in-law is a pastor up in West Virginia, and uh, he's about seventy-six. And I, I asked him. I said to him, uh, "Have you ever seen it like this before?" Uh, of course, in '68 they say it was bad, and 
1968, and I asked him, was it this bad in 68? He told me, he said, John, he said, uh, it wasn't this bad. We're seeing things we've never seen before. We almost feel like, or let me say it like this, I almost feel like that I'm kind of locked up. Almost, I don't know what, I mean, you, uh, if you, even if you remove the virus, if you remove the element of the virus from the equation, I mean, you, 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 the, the rioting in the streets, um, I feel, I, I'm being honest, I, I feel like I can just be truthful with y'all and be myself. Can I just be myself? So the truth, I feel almost unsafe. Uh, we, I live in Emporia, and Emporia is kind of a, a small town, and, uh, and it's not real. They'll tell you, if you look at it statistically, that it has one of the highest crime rates in the state of Virginia. But what they won't tell you is that's per capita. We don't have 5,700 people, so you know, one, one man beats his wife, well, you got one every 5,700, so that raises it pretty high. But it's a pretty safe place, you know. I really hadn't had any issues, but just the last week, we had a couple shootings over there. We've had some things going on. I almost feel as if I'm unsafe. I almost feel, you say, Brother John, you feel unsafe, we're going to jump on you. I wouldn't advise that. Men, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't advise that. But nonetheless, we believe in equalizers, amen. But nonetheless, we, we feel almost oppressed. And then there's the satanic oppression. I believe this, um, I believe that the devil is after the church. Do you believe that? I believe the devil wants to do everything he can to stop the work of God. Well, you know, Joseph found himself locked up too. In the book of Genesis, I may have not told you, but chapter 39 and verse number 20, the Bible said, and Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. Now, I'm interested in the next phrase. And the next phrase said, he was, and he was there in the prison. So if I read that correctly, and I believe it did, if I read that correctly, here's what it's saying. Joseph was in jail. I could say this, Joseph was locked up. Yeah. Joseph, uh, you know the story. If you know the story, say amen. You know the story, Potiphar's wife lied on him. And I wrote some things down about that. What got him into prison was uh, there were those that wanted him to join in with sin. There are those that said, you know, you got to go this route. If, if you don't go this route, it's going to be bad on you. Same thing true with us today. Uh, there, are going, there are going to be people that are going to say, if you believe that Bible, and if you believe that way, uh, you're going to have a problem. But if you'll go along with us, and you'll agree with what we say, then we can get along. I'll just be honest with you. Again, I think I can be myself here. I, I, I like what my wife sang a minute ago, both those songs. The Lord has taken good care of me, but I believe I'll just trust the unseen hand and not worry about the government and not worry about the governor and not worry about the state. I believe I'll just take the confidence in the one that got me here so far. So Joseph, though, he wouldn't go along with the sin of Miss Potiphar. He wouldn't do that. Now, I'll say this to you. There are those that did not seek for the truth. Now, Potiphar comes home. Now, this is a little bit of, I call it the house, a little kinesiology here. I believe that that woman was probably like that with other men. I don't believe that Joseph just was her first forte. I believe that that was probably in her nature and probably others had given into it. And Potiphar, if things were then like they are now, there was probably some rumors about that, probably some things that had been said. And Potiphar comes home and his wife says, you know, that Hebrew that you brought in here, he tried to seduce me. And I'm sure this is a little kinesiology again. I'm sure some men rolled their eyes in the back of Potiphar's mind. There was a little bit of a doubt about that. But you know what? Potiphar didn't try to find the truth. Can I say that's kind of how we are today? Now, now I'm, I'm just going to, again, I'm just going to be me. I'll probably never be back after tonight, but I'll just be me and say this to you. 
Now you can go downtown to a ball game or you can go to a rally or you can go to a riot, but they don't want you coming to church. Now, I'm just being honest there. There are a lot of people that, and I don't know how it is with you, Brother Jim, and sir, that you don't have this problem, but there are a lot of people that say, Brother John, we can't make our way to the house of God. We can't do that, but I see them at Logan Steakhouse. Now, because you know, you do know this, don't you? I don't know if you fix that thickness up. I, CNN won't tell you, but the only place that you can catch Corona is at an independent, fundamental, Bible-believing missionary Baptist church. Amen. Told you I was just going to be me. Amen. Uh, now, I preached a funeral early today. Don't act like you're one of the deceased tonight, all right? Can I say to you, people aren't looking for the truth. They're not looking for the truth. Amen. Now, you say, what is truth? Jesus is truth. Pilate looked right in the eyes of the truth and said, what is truth? Just a few chapters earlier, Jesus answered that question when he said, I am the truth. So I feel a little locked up tonight. Now, that shouldn't be unusual. You know, uh, we've, had, we've, we've, we've tasted just a fraction. We've tasted just a, a, a sliver of uh, maybe persecution. But, you know, we shouldn't be all upset about that. Because the truth of the matter is, this is the first generation of Christians that have lived that have not suffered. Did you know that John the Bible says, Jesus said of John the Baptist, no woman born greater, no man born greater of woman than John the Baptist, and he lost his head. You're right. uh, I, I can, I, I, I'm not going to ask, I'm just going to be me. I often chuckle at men like Joel Osteen and folks like that that say, you serve God and he'll bless you. They got a little problem with John the Baptist, don't they? He's the forerunner. I guess he didn't buy enough Osteen's books. I guess he didn't buy enough prayer cloths or enough uh, financial sticks. He got in trouble. But you know, friend, if you've studied Baptist history, and I am a Baptist, if you've studied Baptist history, uh, you read that little book, The Trail of Blood, or you can even go beyond the Baptists and get into the Protestants. I'm a Baptist, not a Protestant. And you'll find out in the Foxy Book of Martyrs that men that came before us lost their head, lost their life, lost their wealth for what they believed. So we've tasted, I mean, you can go to Daniel. He got thrown in the den of lions. You, you, can, go, uh, you can go to uh, David. He was questioned by his family. Uh, Hebrew boys got thrown in the fiery furnace. Paul was shipwrecked. Jeremiah was put in a pit. I tell you, it's not unusual that we have problems. I believe I read this somewhere. Say amen if you've heard it. Count it not strange. When you fall into divers or, or fiery temptations. Uh, so can I say to you, Joseph is... In prison. It's a fact. Look at the verse. Look at the verse. If you've got a Bible, a King James Bible, it says, and he was there in the prison, period. It doesn't have a question mark after it. There, there, there's no question about it. Joseph is in jail. Jo now you say, Brother John, have you ever been in jail? Some things you ought not ask. But nonetheless, Joseph is in jail. I'm going to give you about Four things about that, and I hope you'll look at them with me. We'll use the Bible. Joseph is there, but get this. And we, we, we're, we're, we're under, uh, there is, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a very, I mean, your pastor preaches a lot of places. I preach a couple places here and there. And I have noticed as I go about that there seems to be a little bit of discouragement among the people of God. Amen. Have you seen that preacher? Uh, almost as when you go into meetings that you were in last year when they were shouting. I understand that to a, a certain opinion, uh, a degree. They were shouting and praising God. But now we're just wondering what tomorrow holds. If that makes sense, say amen for the preacher. But notice this about Joseph there in chapter number 39 again in verse number 21. 
it says, verse 20 says, and he was in the prison, and he was there in the prison, but verse 21 says, but, you see that? But the Lord was with him. Number one, number one, if you're jotting it down, number one, it is a fact, Joseph is in prison, but he ain't by himself. You say, preacher, we're locked up. Preacher, uh, they, 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 uh, your, your place out there in California, they're, they're fining them. Uh, they're, they're shutting the church down. Preacher, they're, they're after the work of God. Preacher, we're locked up. Hey, you may be in trouble tonight, but you're not alone. Amen. Amen. I read this in this Bible. It said, I have been young and now I'm old. I've not yet seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging for bread. I read this. It said that I'll never, I'll never. You know what that means in the Greek? I'll never forsake thee. Hey. Amen. Excuse me for a second. Amen, Brother John. I like it. He said he's not alone. I don't like being alone. Matter of fact, I get nervous when I'm alone. You know, my wife, sometimes she'll travel for work and and uh, I'll be at the home, at the house by myself. And I, I'll take, we, I don't know why, but we've got 47 pillows on the bed. Can't sleep but on one. I'll take all them pillows and pile them up in front of the door. That because I'm kind of a heavy sleeper. So if anybody tries to come in, I'll hear them. I don't like being alone. I'm here to tell you tonight. I'm here to tell you, you're not alone. Uh, you say, Brother John, my family's forsaking me. Everybody's left the church. Uh, I'm here to tell you that the Lord is with us. Could I get a witness right there? You say, you know, I, I, you know, I, I hear the devil now. You know, the devil's a liar. Say amen right there. Man, he's a liar. That means, he, well, I can't say that. I can. That means he's a Democrat. Yeah, I won't be back in. That'd be all right. Can I say to you, I can hear him saying this. I can hear the old devil saying, boy, you wasted your time being true to God. You sh you should I tell you what you should have done, Joseph. I tell you what you should have done. Your brothers forsook you. Uh, uh, they all lied on you. They threw you in that pit. They sold you. They was going to kill you, but they got money for you. Don't nobody love you. Don't nobody care about you. I tell you, I can hear the old devil now. I tell you what you should have done, Joseph. You should have just went in on to Miss Potiphar. You should enjoy it, Joseph. I tell you, Joseph, you're wasting your time. I'm going to tell you, it's never a waste of time to serve God. I'm going to tell you, if you, if you burn at the stake, if you lose your job, if they shut the church down, it's never a waste of time to serve God. Yeah. Chapter number 39, verse number 9, he said there, there's none greater, none greater in the house than I. Joseph talking to part of his wife. Neither he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? I've, I've heard people preach that the reason Joseph did not do that, that, that sin with part of his wife was because because of his training with his mama and his training with his daddy. I'm here to tell you, he wasn't thinking about his mama and his daddy. I'm here to tell you, he said, I cannot sin against God. You say, I can hear the old devil now. He said, you waste your time. I can hear him now. Let me tell you. He probably said, boy, where are your dreams at now? Well, little did he know they was going to come true. You say, I am nobody cares about you. You're a loser. I'm going to tell you, the fact is, Joseph was in prison. Joseph was locked up, but he was not alone. Yeah. Look up here at me. I'm here to tell you tonight, I've got problems. I've got troubles. I've got heartaches. Uh, I've got issues in my life that I'm dealing with, in my church, in my family, but I'm not alone. Yeah. There's a God in heaven. And I hate to put it like this, but just practically, he's on my side. Yeah. Now, I understand I'm on his side, but you know what I'm saying. And I say to you, you may be here tonight carrying a heavy load. Maybe, maybe, you got, maybe you got a child. I don't think there's any heavier load. And if you don't, if you don't, 
Uh, you, if you never have, I doubt you, we could understand that. I really hadn't experienced this, but I don't know if there's any heavier load than raising a young and in church and seeing them walk away from it. I've dealt with people in my ministry that they've raised their children on the pews of our church, that they've taught their children in Sunday school, they've prayed with their children, their children, as we was riding down the road tonight, little Sadie Beth was in the back seat of the car singing Zacchaeus and, and Jesus loves me, and I thought what a blessing that is, and that's how you ought to raise your kids, say amen right there, you ought to raise them on the church pew, not the ball field, say amen right there, you ought to raise them with a Bible in their hand, not a Nintendo in their hand, I'm telling you, there's no greater joy than seeing your children in the house of God. But there's no greater sorrow than seeing them throw all that aside and walk away. You may be here like that tonight. Can I tell you, you're not alone? Can I give you this right here? You, you, may, you may have somebody that's lost. You realize a lost person's going to hell. I mean, we don't preach that a lot no more, but he is going to hell. Amen. I'm telling you, not by yourself. Number two, I heard, let me give you this right here. Chapter number 40 and verse number seven. Now, y'all know that. If you know the story of Joseph, say amen. Joseph is in jail. Now, if I was in jail, I'd be sad every day. Well, I guess y'all ain't. Y'all might feel like y'all in jail tonight, all right? But if I was in jail, they would never say to me what they said to Joseph in chapter seven, uh, 40 and verse number 7. Look what. Now, you know the pot, of, the, the, pot, the baker and the butler get in there, chapter number 40 and verse number 7. And then he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of the Lord's house, saying, Wherefore are you looking so sad today? How come y'all, well, you know, if, if Joseph come in, I'm in jail. Joseph come in and say, Hey, Brother John, why you look so sad today? And say, Duh, I'm in jail. I, I, I mean, I probably shouldn't tell this, but I'm going to tell it. I just feel comfortable tonight because I'm tired. So when I'm tired or I'm hungry, it's look out, all right? And I ain't ate and I ain't slept, so good luck to you, all right? But nonetheless, nonetheless, I got that, I, I got that virus. I got that virus. And um, I got sick and, you know, and I, I thought I was going to die. But, you know, I think I'm going to die when I get the sniffles. I got that man flu. How many of y'all can relate to that? Let all the women say amen. But then I got sick, and uh, you know I ended up with pneumonia, and I ended up, and they put me down there, and we live a split-level house, with, and they put me down in the basement. My, they wanted to put me in the hospital, but I wouldn't go. I said I ain't going in there. Y'all getting thirty-five hundred dollars per respirator? And I ain't giving. I ain't getting no respirator. I'll just die at the house. Anyhow, they, they put me down. But talking about, I'm talking about uh, being sad. I was down there by myself. My wife would come down there. She'd have gloves on, a mask on. And she'd bring my food down there on a tray and slide it under the door. That's a little exaggeration. Yeah, but I'm preaching. It's all right. I was miserable, man. Felt like I was in jail. I was miserable. Tired. Amen. We don't talk. I don't, talk. I don't even think about that. But I'm going to tell you what. Joseph was in prison, but he wasn't miserable. Look at this. Now look at it. He walked in. This is a little more kinesiology. You're getting this brother coming out. He walks in. He said, hey, boys, and almost as if he meets them every day, as if they've got a routine, as if. And that's what the Bible said. Why look you so sad today? Just like we coming in yesterday and we was talking, having a good time. And you know why? They had them dreams. They understand dreams. He said, why y'all look so sad today? Can I suggest to you that Joseph's in prison, but he's the most content man in the whole kingdom. Let me give you a little bit about that. If y'all get anything, say amen. The king's on his throne troubled by dreams. The king, the king, King Pharaoh, he's on his throne wondering, what in the world is that, cat, them, them skinny cattle? Y'all remember the story, right? Man, you ain't gonna believe. I can see him going to Miss Pharaoh and saying, Miss Pharaoh, what was in that soup you fed me last night? I dreamed about these skinny cows and they come up on the bank. Uh, the fat ones come on the bank and then the skinny ones ate them. 
and I rolled over and I felt a little better. You know, I thought I got it out of my system. And then I dreamed about corn. What did you feed me last night? He's on his throne. He's miserable. How about this? How about this? His brothers, his brothers, Joe's brothers, they back at the house looking over their shoulder. You say, Brother John, you don't know that. I do know that. And here's how I know that. Because, because when they found out, uh, Joseph found out who they were, they said, oh no, God's got us. Yeah. That's what they said. They said, our sin has come back on us. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're living with their daddy and, uh, and their brothers and sisters, and they're, they're miserable because they wonder when the next shoe's going to drop. And I wrote this down. If you're still with me, say amen. Yeah. Joseph's daddy, Jacob, is up there at his house crying the blues. He said this, he said, he, when they brought him news, I'm probably preaching too long, but it's all right. Uh, I'll say it's all right for y'all, amen. And can I say to you, Joseph's dead, when they brought him news, Jacob news about Joseph, he said, I'll go down to my grave. Is that right? In other words, he said, I ain't never going to get over this. So he ain't got no comfort. And then and his accuser, Miss Potiphar, she's living with a lust that cannot be quenched. You think, you think when they put Joseph in jail that she didn't cast her eyes on somebody else? You got another thought coming. She's got a husband that she ain't interested in and a lust she cannot. Joseph's in jail and he's more content than anybody else. How about y'all? Does that make sense to you? How about this? His former, his former owner, Potiphar, he's questioning him. I wonder if I did right. You know, that, that, that boy. Uh, now, when Joseph, the Bible says that when, jo God, when Potiphar put Joseph in charge of his house, that Potiphar's stock portfolio went up. Matter of fact, it said everything that Joseph touched prospered. Yep. And so much. Now you say, well, Potiphar didn't know that. Well, the Bible says he did. Because the Bible said he took note of it and he put him over everything because it made him more money. Sure. So now, now he's put Joseph in jail and the bottoms fell out. And he's thinking, I wonder if I did right. Man, I'm telling you, I used to get a bumper crop, but ever since I locked that boy up, I, in my fields, it, it, it ain't rain. I ain't getting no crop. My stocks are going down. Everything. My cattle are down. My sheep are down. What's going on? He's wondering, did I do right? And Joseph down there saying, y'all ain't happy today. I'm pretty happy. What are you trying to say, Brother John? I'm telling you just because you, now look up at me. Look up at me. Just because you got problems don't mean you got to be miserable. Can I tell you this? Somebody lives inside of me. Notice I did not say something. There's somebody that lives inside of me called the Holy Ghost. You say, that's a little Pentecostal. The Baptist is saying Holy Ghost for the Pentecostal of a gotcha. Can I tell you, there's somebody that lives inside of me, even though the night may be dark and the troubles may be hard. It's like my wife saying a minute ago, when I feel down, I feel the unseen hand slip inside mine and say, I'll guide you on. You say, Brother John, he's locked up, but he ain't miserable. Are you still with me? Say amen. Can I tell you this? You say, how is that? I mean, I got 20 messages inside this one. How is that? Well, I'll give you a few things. Would you like a few? Say amen. He remembered who he was. Now, look, I'm going to show you something in the Bible. Chapter number 40 and verse number 15. The Bible said it came to pass when he, when he heard chapter number, I'm sorry, let me look at the right book. Chapter number 40 and verse number 15. The Bible said this, for indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews. Matter of fact, Potiphar's wife said this too. She said he brought that Hebrew. You remember that? If you remember that, say amen. amen. He brought that. In other words, did you know what? Now, Brother Jeremy, I know you, you Dr. Krogbenak here, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it wasn't but 70 of them Hebrews in the world. When, they, when, when Joseph goes and he says, listen, uh, 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 Pharaoh says to Joseph, go get all your daddy, your mom, your brothers, your sister. I don't think it was but 70, if, I'm, if I remember right, one but 70 of them to come down. So it ain't, it ain't like it's a whole group of them. But you know how, you know how Joseph stayed unmiserable? Un Is that a word? It is an emporium. It's a poor word. Well, I'm from South Carolina, so I can pretty much make up anything I want. 
You know how it was Joseph wasn't miserable? He remembered who he was. Can I give you something right here? If you don't get nothing else, get this and everything else. But if you don't get nothing else, get this. You can get over being miserable when you remember who you are. Now, my name is John David Kinsey, born April 2nd, 1968. My daddy's George Hammond Kinsey. My mama's Bobby Ree Kinsey. But that ain't really who I am. Say, who are you? I'm God's. I am. Look up here at me. We sing that song. I am a C-H. I am a C-H. I am a C-H-R-I-S-T. Well, I hope I don't spell it wrong. I-N. I'm a Christian. You say, Brother John, how is it that you cannot be miserable when you lose your job? Brother John, how is it can you not be miserable when you ain't got no money, you can't pay your rent, can't put groceries on your table? I'll tell you how. I remember who I am. Can I give you this right here? Not he remember who he was, but he remember whose he was. I can see that. I, now, I'm a visual person, yeah, and I'm, I'm a very visual person. Uh, if you begin to explain something to me, please remember that. I'm a visual person. So I can see they bring Joseph down there. They got him in chains, and they, they bring him down there. And I don't know. I, I see some big, big, ugly, hairy, one-eyed fella. They say, I'm delivering you to this man. And I can hear that fella. I can see him now. Maybe the fire is burning behind him, and he's all sweating and everything. And he says, boy. And I can see Joseph look up at him, and I can see that fellow say, Now you belong to me. And I can hear Joseph in his mind say, He had enough sense not to say it out loud, I'm sure. But I can hear him say, Now, sir, you might tell me what time to get up. And, sir, you might tell me what time to eat. And, sir, you may tell me where I'm going to work at. And, sir, you may tell me what clothes I'm going to wear. And, sir, you may tell me where I'm going to live and what I'm going to do. But I'm going to tell you, I do not belong to you. Yes. Now, I'm going to tell you, they may tell me I can't go to the store. They may tell me I can't go to church. They may tell me I can't do this and I can't do that. They may come up there and close us down. Now, we're not above that. They may walk up there. I believe Governor Ralph Northam would love to close Emporia, uh, the churches of Virginia down. They may walk up there and they may say, you can't do that. They may. I had one of my deacons say, preacher, I'll go to jail with you. I said, I'd prefer you go for me. But nonetheless, <laughs> can I say this to you? Can I say this to you? They may do all that. But they don't own me. Hey, what? Know you not that you're bought with a price. You say, who do you belong to? I belong to God. What did he pay for you? Jesus Christ spread his arms out on Calvary's tree and died and was put in a tomb and was buried and rose on the third day. And as a young man, I call on him. I belong to him. Does that make sense to you? How about this? Now, you say, had I not be miserable? Well, remember whose he was, remember whose, who he was, and how about this? He remembered the promise of God. Let me hurry on. Can I say, am I preaching too long? Y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Can I say this to you here? Uh, he's there, but he's not miserable. He's there, but he's not alone. Let me give you about 10 more. Chapter number 50. Look over there with me. I love this. I, I, I love this. I love the story of Joseph, don't you? I mean, it's just, I mean, this is, this is better than anything, anything um, John Grisham ever wrote. Amen. But notice in chapter number 50 and verse number 20. Now, here's, here's, here's a story here. Joseph, Joseph, now his daddy has died and his brothers are scared. They think, well, Joseph's been nice to us, but uh, he only done that for daddy's sake. And now daddy's dead and Joseph's going to take it out on us. Notice chapter number 50 and verse number 20. They come to Joseph. They tell him all that. I'm cutting a lot out. But he said, but as for you, you thought it evil against me. But God meant it for good. Yeah. To, but, uh, to bring to pass as this day and save much people alive. You say, preacher, what are you going to say about that? I'm going to say this. He was in prison, but he was not alone. He was in prison, but he was not miserable. And he was in prison, but it wasn't in vain. Now, I don't understand. I told my wife, my, and I can get too personal with y'all. I just feel very comfortable with you tonight. But can I say this to you? My wife's mother, my mother-in-law, just spent just short of two days a month in the hospital. 
They had, they had her in the hospital up in Charleston. They from West Virginia and uh, had her in the hospital up there in Charleston, West Virginia. And she was losing blood and losing blood and losing blood. Matter of fact, uh, they gave her 20 units of blood. I told her, I said, you ain't the person you was when you went in there. You a different person. I ain't sure if you're still saved. I love my mother-in-law. But nonetheless, uh, can I say to you, they, had to, they, they couldn't fix her in Charleston, so they flew her down to Duke. And she kept, and they, they did test after test after test, thing after thing after thing, and finally God stepped in and they healed her. Wow. So my wife, what, she's the only child. She was all upset about that. All, and that's understandable. Say amen right there. Amen. Let her know that that's understandable. Amen, that's understandable. She's all upset. And here's what I told her. I said, honey, there's only one thing we can hold to. God's got a plan. Now, I'm not here to, I'm not here to complain. Listen, I got it better than ever had it. I'm telling you, I got a new suit on, got new shoes on, got new socks on. We'll stop right there. I mean, I got it better than I ever had it. I drove up here in a nice car tonight. Amen. I ate a nice meal today. I got it better than I ever had it. But there was a time in my life that I spent, I personally sat in the hospital for a month. My, my wife that died, lost both her legs, lost her sight, lost her fingers on her hand, went on dialysis. And I'm going to tell you the one thing that got me through it. You said, Brother John, somebody would say to me, they say, oh, Brother John, you got great faith. That's a lie. Many, many times I wonder. You said, Brother John, what got you through that? One underlying principle. God has a plan. I told my wife that. I said, listen, I don't know why your mama's in the hospital. I don't know why she's losing blood. I don't know why doctor after doctor has walked out of the room shaking his head. I don't know why your daddy's having to go through this. I don't know why we're having to go through this. But I'm telling you, it's not in vain. Joseph, they locked him up. Potiphar's wife lied on him. Potiphar's wife told a story on him. Potiphar believed it. They threw him in jail. There he is in jail. He, now, I know how it ends. They're going to come down there. They're going to get him. They're going to take him up, shave him, clean him up, put him in front of Pharaoh. Pharaoh's going to say, well, undoubtedly, if you can tell me the, the meaning of these dreams, undoubtedly, you're the man. Joseph's going to be second in the kingdom. He's going to get his wife. Joseph's going to see his brothers again. Joseph's going to see his daddy again. I know how it ends. Joseph didn't. Joseph did not have the first 50 chapters of Genesis. He did not know how it was going. But the one underlying thing, Joseph's in jail, but it was not in vain. Did you know, and I know you do because you got a good pastor who teaches you the Bible, but did you know way back there in Abraham's day, God said to Abraham, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you be a servant in another land. Is that right, Dr. Kovac? He said, I'm going to have you and my people be a servant, and I'm going to bring them out with a mighty hand. God's will was being done even while Joseph was in prison. You better listen to the preacher tonight, and your pastor can straighten me out later if I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong. Listen to me tonight. You say, brother, look up at me now. Listen to me. You say, brother John, I'm telling you, I don't understand why all this stuff's going on. Can I tell you, if you're saved, say amen. Can I tell you, if you are a born-again Christian, you are not going through what you're going through in vain. The church is under attack. I, I believe this. I believe it's a purging process. The church is under attack. You say, brother John, what's happening? I don't understand it all, but I know God ain't asleep. I know it didn't slip up on God. I know that God is not waiting to find out what Governor Cooper or Governor Northam is going to say. I don't reckon God saying, well, I got it. Now, our governor was doing a news conference every Tuesday and every Thursday at 2 o'clock. He said, was you watching them? I watched one or two, but my goodness, I had to take 42 volumes afterwards, amen. I mean, really, truly, I, I had to quit watching them because I can't afford another TV and I was about to kick that one in the floor. But God ain't up in heaven. Saying, all right, angels, y'all hush, y'all hush, y'all hush. Ralph Northam speaking to speak. Let's find out what we're going to do this week. Oh, no. The hand of the king is in the heart of the Lord. 
Yeah, the hand of the king is, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and he turn it whithersoever he, you say, Brother John, what do you say? You may be, you may have troubles, you may be discouraged. I don't know if you're getting anything tonight, but I am. You may be discouraged, you may be under the gun, you may feel oppressed in the day we're living, but it's not in vain. I'll give you one more and we'll go to the house. Notice this. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. Chapter number 41. Let's drop back over there in chapter number 41. Amen. I, don't, I hope you're getting this. The butler and the baker, the butler and the baker, you know, the butler, what was it? The, the baker, he died and the butler forgot him. Two years. That wasn't by accident either. And then one, you know, and then, and then hey, he, he, Pharaoh has those dreams and the baker says, or the butler says, oh, oh, no, you remember King Pharaoh when you got upset when the day my sin is ever before me. I know what I've done. I forgot that boy down in jail. And he says, he can tell you his dream. And notice in chapter number 41 and verse number 14, then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. And they brought him up hastily out of the dungeon and shaved him and changed his raiment and he came into Pharaoh. He's not, he's in prison. That's a fact. That's a fact. We have problems. He's not alone. He's not miserable. It's not in vain. But get this now. He's not there to stay. Now, I know that typology, it's not correct typology to kind of make the Lord and Pharaoh the same because Egypt is the world and Pharaoh would be a, a tool of the world or Satan. But if you allow me just a little liberty here, I'm not trying to violate the scriptures, but you allow me just a little liberty, that's exactly what's going to happen to you and I. We're under the gun, we are. My, my good friend, Brother James Baker, says this, that the rapture is going to be a rescue operation. I think he might be right. Amen. How many of you believe that? I see some folks in here have a little bit of age on them, and I'm sure you're scratching your head even more than us young men are wondering what in the world is going on. I don't recognize the world. I don't recognize the church. I don't recognize what I'm seeing. But I'm going to tell you one day, they're going to notice this. I ain't got time to preach all this, but notice this. And they sit and called him. You know what? The Bible says he's going to call us with the trump. Notice this, hastily. See if you ever read this in the twinkling. He called him hastily. Notice this, they shaved him and changed him. This mortal will put on immortality. You get that? I understand the typology don't work, but I'm telling you, listen to me. Listen to me. He's there, but he ain't there to stay. They say, hey, listen, Brother John, you can't, you can't, look in there. You can't, you can't be, you can't be preaching against that sodomy. You preach that, and now you're going to get in trouble. And I say, well, all right. And then when they leave, we preach against it again. Now, Brother John, listen, you need to be more positive. You need to, you know, well, yeah, I guess you're right. But I'm going to tell you one day, I feel locked up. I feel, I feel, is anybody else in the building like that? Yeah. I mean, you'd help me if you just say, Brother John, I understand what you're saying. Locked up, feel like there ain't nothing going on. Everything's against me. Everything's against what I'm doing, but I ain't here to stay. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And one of these days, the trumpet's going to sound. Priest of funeral day went out to the cemetery. And I, 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 read, I read them verses to them folks. Try to remember what I read to them. Here's what I read to them. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not told you. I go and prepare a place for you. Yeah. And if I go, I might come back. Now, if you got the wrong Bible, yours might say that. But I got the right one right here. Yeah, Mine says authorized on it. Yeah, on. He, said, he said, I will come again. Yeah. I, you say, man, I got trouble. Don't worry. It'll soon be over. Amen. Jesus is coming. Yeah. Joseph was in prison. You may feel that way tonight, but I'm telling you, you don't have to be discouraged.
Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.